Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Expanse, Season 2, Episode 5, it's called Home, full spoilers for the episode. First, first thing I want to say is last week we had a whole conversation about, about Miller and about yep. how, oh, that almost felt like he was about to die and then at the last minute of course it moved and it was like, alright, okay, fine. But we had a whole and, then, th- and we were like, oh, it's fine, they set up, they're going to pick him up, no problem. Yeah, not only that though, but before that we said, oh, I could have bought that he could die at this point in the show. I, I believe that he might go. He might have went. But then they didn't. I thought, oh, no, he's safe now for a while. Yeah. Uh, Got that one wrong, didn't we? I think there's a, there's a small fraction of a chance <laughs> that the proto-molecule will have saved them. Small fraction. Small. Okay, fine. Small. But, but, but then the debate is, is that still him? Well, that's also a valid valid point. But he's... It's funny, because we mentioned, oh, they could just do it off-camera next episode if they wanted to, like, save him. Uh, but and, they did not want to. <laughs> well, no, because that's not where it was going at all. Because uh, Eros kept moving, so they had to keep up in pursuit. So, you know, mm. their asses, like, chasing after it. They're trying to decide how to do. They come up with this plan. Miller says, I'm going to go inside, go to the, the core of the heat inside the inside the station, and going to detonate this nuke. And hopefully... Talk- put a timer on it so we can get out but this was such a, a tense episode punctuated by moments of even more tension because of the nuke because mm. obviously you have that 60 second timer that every so often it starts beeping you're like oh you better get his finger to it i actually touch it uh, especially when he's climbing up the ladder inside yeah and it was a tense episode in general and then every so often you'd cut to him and you'd just hear that beeping it's like oh tension again he's even walking more. around with a nuke and it's funny because it's almost like, right, but all accounts, he should be on his way to death, right? It seems hopeless, but it kind of felt like that last week, and I kind of think uh, something's going to save him in the last second. That's, that's why I was like, I was like, okay, I mean, we, we just went through this, so he, he must be okay. But no, this this was apparently the way it, the way it was going, and he goes out, he goes out, and a <laughs> he crashes a tire's asteroid turned into a space station into Venus. That's yes, that's that's one way of going that's, out. That's as blaze of glory as it gets. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it is, it's cool though because as he was walking through Euros and we're seeing like oh the, the floaty blue bit specks mm. of light and all the rest of it and it's we're seeing more of it as it goes and at one point the floor gives way and it's just like looks like a endless pit of these blue tentacle vines that are all over the walls. It's this crazy thing he's getting closer and closer to to where it all started and well what's funny oh. is for the most part he didn't really recognise any of the locations because it was all blue and then he got to the arcade and it was like oh that yeah. I remember this this room yeah. this was an exact place from the finale last season. So that that was that was cool, and he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm heading towards the Blue Falcon." I'm like, "Why does that sound familiar?" Oh, it's the motel <laughs> Julia was in, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. yeah. And 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 that was it. I was like, "Okay," and the whole time he's getting deeper and deeper in the station. But I'm still like, "Okay, maybe he can get out." Also, out of something. And the moment I was like, "Oh, never mind, he's dead." It's the moment he takes off the the mask, and he like one of the little blue lights goes in his nose. Yeah, yeah and he, he, he kind of breathes it in. It's like, "Okay, he's dead." And it's not. But I think the more important part about that, though, is, is that he makes the choice. It's not he. He he's already realised he's dead. It doesn't matter if yeah. he takes his mask off. That's why he takes it off to an oh, extent. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, he wants to share this moment with Julie. Because along the way, because he's hearing her voice, he's hearing her as he goes, and he, he speculates that well, she was the first infected on the ship, so she's at the core of it all, and that's where it all started. And that she's technically driving the ship. And what I like is, is when you realise, oh, it's on a direct course for Earth. That's where it's going. You think, oh, is this the protomolecule trying to be the weapon it's meant to be? It's trying to make its way to its target. You know, that's mm. kind of where my mind jumped. 
Yeah. But I actually kind of like the little twist that that's not it at all. It's just she has this, she wants to go home. So it's going to Earth because that's her home. Well, and there comes the, the title of the episode. Uh, yeah, obviously. This is a really weird comparison to make, but the way you just brought that up really reminded me of another Thomas Jane thing. You ever seen Deep Blue Sea? I can't say I have. It's a shark movie. Sharks are smarter than usual because the scientists have been experimenting on them. It's a fun little B-movie. I, I enjoy it for what it is. Uh, but there's a, there's a moment right towards the end of the movie where you realise why it's called the Deep Blue Sea and it's actually for a very, very similar reason to everything we just said about <laughs> this being called home. How strange. Very, very similar. <laughs> Is it weird that makes me want to watch the movie more? <laughs> Not at all. It's a... It's it's a it's Thomas Jane Samuel Jack LL Cool J. Oh man, I'm down. Uh, I'm doing next week. It's an underwater science station where they've been experimenting on sharks, and LL Cool J gives one of the best one-liners of all time before he kills a shark. It's great. Oh, I'm so sold. I'm I'm, I'm uh, so I love into everything it. you just said. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I thoroughly recommend. <laughs> For, as a B movie, I'm not saying you're not getting no, Shark no, Redemption no. out of this, but as a B movie. Enjoy some deep blue sea, but <laughs> back on this. Back when you said, this. "Oh, it's his choice," and I agree that it is important. That it is his choice, and yeah. it's so obvious that it's his choice. But at the same time, it's the first time him taking off the mask is the moment where it confirms to us that he's going to die. He oh, he's sure. known it a while, but for a long time we're like, "Eh, they'll get out of it." Yeah, because last week at least. Because even even as the others are talking and Naomi's like, all right, we're going to try and figure this out. Which, by the way, Naomi's saying, "Don't be such a Holden." At one point, <laughs> cracked me up so much. So good. And Holden's face just sort of looking, and then she explains what she meant to not to even to him to Miller. She just sort of clarifies what she meant to him, and Holden yeah. just sort of smirks in the background like you cheeky bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that was good, but. Yeah, so this whole thing, where he, and he sees the the little bird, the the molecules create the bird, which harkens back to season one when he sees that the fake robot bird. Yeah. That kind of like, I don't want to say inspired, but kind of was a, a staple. It was for a him. big theme at the start of the show. Yeah, it's a bit flying free, you know, all the rest of it, and you could read into a lot of the the metaphors there, but why why is a bird chosen and uh, escaping his nest, which is you know, series he's been on his entire life. Yeah, and it's like, you know, this is some finding a purpose, and it's like going out of a blaze of glory and all the rest of it. So he, he finds Julie, and she's all, and she's she's conscious to an mm. extent. She's she's talking, uh, she's confused. Certainly, she's not completely. She's not all there. Not all there, but she's got all the all the blue lines going into her. It's all blue and glowy. It's all very, very surreal. And what I think is really interesting, from just from a, a structural choice, what they've done with this episode is they made a choice, a conscious choice, that as soon as he steps in that room with her, we never cut to another scene and come back. We never go anywhere else. The scene is continuous until its end. Yeah. Uh, and that's... I think that was a good choice. I think splitting that up would have been weird. Yeah, I agree. It would have felt like it would have really taken away from the moment and the impact of him finally meeting her. Because mm. he, he finally got to her last season yeah. after a, the whole season searching for her but as far, it was too late but now he finally got that conversation he finally got that closure yeah that's exactly what it is he gets his closure and yeah he, he he gets to save an entire planet of people by convincing her to drive it towards venus mm. instead of earth which you know and it's funny because there was a line last season about i think it was a 
Jared Harris's character said something about him being in love with Julie. And we, we sort of scoffed at that and said, no, that doesn't feel quite right. Now, he does go in for a kiss here at the end. Yeah. But I still, I still think we were right. I do as well. I think it was a case of he loved the idea of her, like we said mm. before. And this was like, he knows he was going to his end. He's like, well, I'm going to die. Might as well. And so is she. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. This is, this is the end. If, if we're not counting her as already dead, she's about to die too. Yeah. So he's like, well, you know, might as well have one last kiss. Yeah. And to be fair, he's the one person that came for her. Yeah. Everyone else, kind of, even her father, abandoned everyone. He's the one person that came for her. Uh, so, yeah, they, they drive the ship to Venus and it, it ends in that thing where it cuts to like, the, the people watching the news footage. Presumably as it's went past Earth, they've got visual footage of it. Because one of the big themes of the episode is that event halfway through, Eros goes off radar. It, it, the protomolecule actually can stop itself from being detected. So cool. I loved it. Everything about the pro molecule in this episode. Oh yeah, it was great. Even when like Miller's like, wait a minute, I shouldn't be like the gravity shouldn't be working the same way if it's not spinning anymore, and all that, yeah. like all these little scientific things were like, no, the the rules have changed. This proto molecules doing all this stuff. Yeah, and it goes off radar, and that that's a big thing in the episode is that uh, the Rassi has to keep up with it. And I liked a lot of those details. Actually. I like this idea that okay, if we go any faster, we have to just we have to yeah, like, just to stay conscious, just to stay conscious. We have yeah, because it's too much for us to take and all of that. It just it made it feel like again, kind of like last episode where everything was so focused on this one thing because there was no Mars. You know, we didn't we didn't see Draper, yep. the other Martians didn't see them again. It was all there very was a, focused. There was a bit more Earth here, but well, it was, was much more relevant. It was all related. Yeah, it was all directly dealing with what was going on in space to the point where I think for the first time in the entire show, Holden and Avasarala spoke to each other. As far as I recall, I meant to. I don't think it was a live conversation. Like it's like she sent a message, then he sent a message. It was uh, the, close it, enough. They, they had their first conversation. Yeah, that was their first contact uh, directly. And uh, but yeah, so they they have to keep up, and that that that's. All adding to the tension, we've got all these missiles coming towards Eros. Also, tension. Fred Johnson contacts us. He's like, right, you're going to have to give us control of those missiles because we've got visual sight. And because the radar's down, you're not going to hit it. Yeah. Um, but Miller quite rightly says, look, this is a stupid idea because if it can dodge the Nauvoo, it's going to dodge all the missiles too. Yeah, I was thinking that immediately. Yeah. I was like, eh. And I get that, obviously, I get that Earth still launched them because they don't know that. They don't know that it's dodged a thing. No, they've seen it move, but they don't realise it was a. A targeted strike at first they're, and that also they're just impulse they're scared they're like yeah. hang on there's a massive meteor flying at us which led, we should do something which led to a couple of really cool moments i thought the scene with the vasarella and her husband on the, the, the video com yeah call it skype call uh i thought that was actually a pretty, pretty touching scene and I think it was especially touching because we've only seen him a few times and yet the scene itself was so well written because I, th- I think they did a lot of really smart things in that scene. I think when they start the call, they, they set up there's a delay between them and they, they talk yeah, over each other. And, that. and really that clever. felt very realistic because of that. Yeah. And then he says, look, look, let me finish. And there's so much you get from their characters through a couple of very quick exchanges here. He says, no, no, let me go first and let me finish because he knows she never lets him finish. And she still doesn't. And she still doesn't. She still interrupts him. But when she does interrupt him, he doesn't get angry he accepts her point and just compliments her after. And yeah. it tells you so much about their marriage because he told her not to interrupt. She did anyway, but then he didn't get mad because like he, he knew she it, was going yeah, to no matter He knew what. she would. He knew she would. And it tells you so much about their relationship, even though it's one of what, like five scenes we've had with them together since the start of the show. 
definitely in the single digits. Yeah, most of them were last season. This, this might be the first time I've seen them this season. I, I, think, I think we've seen them maybe I once. Re- yeah, I don't really recall I think it, but maybe once or twice. Maybe after a ship blew up, it was evacuated. I remember them leaving at one point. That, that may have been last season. I, it's hard to yeah. pinpoint the timeline exactly, but it told you so much. And then obviously the piano music comes in and it was, it was sweet. Yeah, I, I have one technical fault with the sound on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just after they launched all the missiles. The music was too loud and the dialogue was too low because they launched all the miss- missiles. You've got the the solo female voice singing, and it cuts to the Rossi and they're saying what's happened. And Holden, just before they tell Miller, Holden says something. I, I actually didn't catch the line at all because I couldn't hear it over the music. Yeah, there's more. I think there was a couple of things Miller said at one point I didn't quite catch as well because there was so yeah. much noise uh, going on around him. Uh, but so yeah, at the end, like they're all watching the footage of uh, Eros going towards Venus, and it, it we actually end on the shot of the the impact. We get this great yeah. gorgeous wide shot of it, just the the ripple impact on the planet's surface. Yeah. Cut to and credit. it gives you it just shows you just how big this place was and yeah. the damage it would have done to Earth because obviously they spend the whole episode telling us. Oh yeah, that. at one point they even say it's bigger than the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs. So yeah, exactly. They tell go. us and they they say estimated like seven to ten billion or whatever it was. Which is a the, lot. The total or more of the current population of Earth. So that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And but then it was just when you see it hit that planet of that size and you still see the impact that it has. It's like, damn, that would have really been serious. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> per per Venus Venusians? What's what's the word for someone who would be from Venus? He's obviously Mars Martian. Venetian. <laughs> like, like, the blinds come from Venus. Well, I mean, if you, if you're from Venice, you're Venetian, right? So it's very similar. Venice, Venus. Yeah, but then you're just using the same word for both. Well, yeah, but <laughs> it's it's similar enough that I'm gonna Wait, go ahead. Did you say and do Venetian? Uh, do you mean Venus or Venice? Just to clarify, I just want <laughs> to make sure. I think sure. you'll tell by their accent, to be honest. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Um... So no, end of really, obviously it cuts the shot of the the crew having a drink and he's not there. Uh, nice moment. Reactions from everyone else. Fred Johnson, the rest of it. everyone was sort of seeing this big epic event, and it puts us in this really funny place because I knew we were still in the first book. I'm wondering if this was the end of the first book because it kind of yeah. I thought like someone mentioned in a comment that episode five was the end of the first book. Right. Okay. So I, I can kind of see how this would be the start of a second book. But this, this, also, but this was episode five. This is five. Yeah, two thousand six. Okay. Yeah. That, then that makes sense. Yeah, it I'm up. losing track. You went on. I, I was going to say I could see how this could be a start of a second book. You know, like a big, a big, because you'd end the first book on the cliffhanger and then open uh, it, on on the event. It feels. Uh, it, feel, it feels like an ending to me. It feels like the ending of the first part of the story. It does. But I could see it being either. Like I could see opening on the big event as well. Which really makes me obviously. We could go and look at the second book and find out, but it makes me really curious as to what new threads are going to start next episode. Because if we're going on to a new chapter, yeah, you've got to think the second, like the first book, is clearly the origin of the Proto Molecule, right? Yeah, it's the story of Julian Eros and all that, all that. Right. So it makes you go. Right, the second book has to have its own thing. As much as it's part of a series, it still has to have its own thing to be its own book. Well, obviously, but what I'm thinking is because I know the, I know Vassarala wasn't in the first book. They brought her forward. Oh, really? And I'm wondering if Draper's the same. I'm wondering if Draper's the character, sort of Miller's 
character from the second book, if that makes sense, where she's the new plot thread. Right, okay. And maybe they've, they've, they've introduced her a little bit earlier, just so that she's there and it doesn't feel just in after Miller goes. So now we can focus on that. Because obviously we've had two episodes yeah. without her stuff now. We got a little bit of an introduction, and now we can kind of delve into that side of things. I'm wondering if that's okay. I may be wrong, but it just, I'm just speculating, because I know Vassarala's not in the first book. Do you know what is strange, for most adaptations at least, to finish a book halfway through a season? Typically, they'd end like they'd stretch them to full seasons. Oh, obviously, I I would I applaud it. I, I think what they've done here is they've said, right, we can't do that first book in ten episodes. It would feel too rushed. It would feel too stretched out if we stretch it to the end of the second season. They have just went and said, no, nope, this is this is another five episodes. We're going to do it. They no, I, I respect that choice so much. Like you say, it's they they know what their pacing is and they've done it because that's where it is. But it's it's a bold move, I think, just because most shows do force it to fit to a season or two seasons per book. Mm. Yeah, I think they probably could have forced it. if they got thirteen episodes in season one. They probably could have squeezed it in to the thirteen. Yeah, probably just about because you cut out like the Draper stuff and a few yeah, other little yeah. bits. You could do it. You could do it. I, I think. I think. But obviously they got ten, so they they they, just, they, they made, made that the call there. Yeah. yeah. I think that's right. I think it shows they're they're, they're putting the thought into it to w- w- how long should this take? What is the pacing? What is blah blah blah? And yeah. it's resulted in a show that's very fulfilling week to week. I think there's the occasional episode. Like I think episode three, for example, of this season, that's clearly downbeat setup episode because the first two before it were action packed, and these last two have been action packed. Every so often yeah. we get a quieter episode just to set everything up, and I feel like the next one will be a bit quieter to set up I could be wrong I mean people have read the books are probably sitting giggling because the next episode is going to start with an atomic bomb going off somewhere but <laughs> well that's the thing I can see it going either way it's like yeah. okay so now the start of the book it's got to have something to hook into this next chapter hmm. so like oh we want something big to kick this off or it could be okay, let's take a breather before we go into that yeah but no, uh, I thought the episode was incredibly tense. Everything kept pointing in this. Everything was related to the same thing. Everyone on Earth debating should we launch missiles? Should we do this? Should we trust them? Should we trust. All of it was d- yeah. devoted to this one core plot element that was going on. Yeah, we never had anything that wasn't about Eros. No. Uh, so. No, this was a little solid episode. I, I have nothing. I don't really have anything negative. Like I said, my biggest complaints were the, the small sound technical elements where I yeah. lost a few lines of dialogue, which, you know, I would have liked to have heard. Yeah, but that's, mate, that's small fish. <laughs> it was, and they were, they were never what I assume were key lines of dialogue, so I never felt like I was missing anything. Well, that's probably why they didn't emphasize, like, they go out of their way to make sure they were clear. It's like... Yeah, yeah, I get that. I, I, think, I think it's almost a stylistic choice where you go, well, realistically, you some of this would be hard to hear because of the environment. So they, they pick wisely where, okay... Well, I, I, I get that with the sound ones, but it's mm. the, where it's just the sound sound, but one where it was covered by music yeah, uh, actively annoyed me a little bit. Uh, small complaint in terms of how good the episode was overall. Yeah, so I'll be really curious to see where things go next next episode. Uh, obviously, Aaron Wright's pissed at Mao. We'll see how everything comes from this. Uh... And of course, we still have that sample hidden that the crew hid in the asteroid. Yeah, and I like the that premiere. when when they were launching the missiles, they brought up, yeah, we might destroy it, but what if this thing can survive in a vacuum? We could just be releasing it. Oh, yeah. And that kind of extends to, to Venus an extent. Yeah, okay, it crashed on Venus, but as Venus to say that damaged it. <laughs> Maybe Venus is the new Eros. Oh, what if Venus starts moving? <laughs> 
God damn, that would be terrifying. <laughs> uh, sir, we've got incoming. Uh, what, what is it, cadet? Uh, it appears Venus is moving towards our location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, uh, good, good stuff. Uh, solid episode. Uh, kind of felt like a two-part with the last one almost uh, when you put it them together. Did. When you yeah. put them together. Just, uh, but no, big, big climactic. Gives a lot of closure for a lot of elements and it's exciting to see where we go next week and yeah uh, obviously everything was Miller focused really in terms of the big character moments we mentioned the great scene with the Vissarala but I, I think he obviously, he obviously got the most because it was his send off again yeah. assuming that he's actually gone for good well yeah I mean we've just seen how dead does not mean gone yeah if they were dead before the molecule got to them then they're dead because they could make a point of showing they didn't care about the dead bodies that were already here yeah it, it took the living people because apparently yeah. the life force or whatever, they still need something from them. Science mumbo jumbo. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm willing to just go with whatever it Speed says at this force, point. Speed force, bro. I'll take it. I got a little bit more drummer as well. Uh, her banter with uh, Johnson. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, last week we talked a lot about how we didn't know her name. Uh, it turned out the show never actually told us her name, even, and we even said who I am, we didn't have it, it was actually people just let us know from the books, her name is Drummer. And yeah, which is why it took me a second, and when you said Drummer, I was like, uh, who? And then, and then I remembered. Second, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I think someone also said she's mostly one character, but there's a couple of things from other characters. She, yeah, kinda... I think they mentioned that she'd been brought forward as well. P- possibly, yeah. So, well, it makes sense though. I mean, if they're, if they're if they're shape reshaping them so they fit into different chunks for seasons. Yeah. It makes sense that some elements will be introduced earlier, some stuff may be later. It does. It does. But no. Uh, no, really, really good episode. Uh, season's been great. Let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. It helps out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates, or you can get our individual Twitters on the screen just for our everyday ramblings. But uh, either way, guys, thank you very much for watching. And Connor has chronic hiccups, by the way, just because he's hiccuped a few times in this episode. I mean, don't remind the... I think, you know, every 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 video is someone's first video on the channel. Connor has chronic hiccups. He hiccups occasionally. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. I want to kill so, him on a regular basis. For I, I saw an article earlier about some, some woman who'd had hiccups for eight years, and she finally got rid of them by taking some drug, and I need to go and find out what it was. <laughs> Thanks for it was watching. a le- legal drug. I should put that uh, out there. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.